Ferris Bueller's Day Off is a great film. All the characters have something to do, the protagonist has a fun devil-may-care attitude, the kind of personality that just draws people to it. Like a cult leader. What? No. I'm a 30-something-year-old man, and to this day I would still follow Ferris Bueller on a day of truancy. He's a lovable guy who helps his friends. Ferris Bueller hasn't helped anyone. He committed fraud and lied to get out of school then coerced his so-called best friend to steal his father's priceless car just so he can impress his girlfriend. Then he cops a free fancy meal by lying, hijacks a parade for some reason, almost pushed his best friend into suicide, and then manipulates him into wrecking the aforementioned car with some bullshit speech about standing up for himself. The worst part about this is, Ferris drove a perfectly reasonable man insane because he was just doing his job. Sounds like someone I know. You going to get that? Look, all I'm saying is that Ferris Bueller is a selfish, egotistical sociopath who refuses to take any responsibility for his actions. In another movie, he would be Gordon Gecko. Also, Matthew Broderick killed two people in Ireland. You know why you don't know this? Because he got away with it. Come on, you're smart enough to distinguish between the art and the artist. I think you should get that. No. That's the fourth call in a minute and a half. It seems pressing. It's not. It's a client. Then pick it up. It's a client from Craigslist. Jesus, Bogart. I didn't think you'd make such an amateur mistake. What do you mean? Work is work. You say that all the time. Yeah, but the only work available on Craigslist is playing stalker for trolls or goofs who think dicks are errand boys or hitmen. Look, I have an open ad there that I check from time to time when things get slow and I start to get bored. Yeah, it's mostly shit, but you can find some real nuggets of corn in there. This guy actually hit me up with this really interesting case involving fuck really shouldn't take cases from craigslist things are slow and i want a new amp anyway it wasn't bad at first this woman responded to my ad she told me that one of her priceless family heirlooms was stolen by her maid then tried to fuck me did you no i tried to reason with her maybe she dropped it maybe it was one of her friends Maybe her sister was after it because she felt her mom should have given it to her. The maid would have been the easiest solution. Even if it leads to nowhere, it's worth investigating the easiest lead first. You didn't want it to be the maid. Yeah, I didn't want it to be the maid. But she paid me a grand as a retainer, and the maid is the easiest lead to follow. And you fucked the maid. Oh no! I followed the maid back to her place deciding that the direct approach will work best. I got invited in, and I confronted her. She had no idea what I was talking about, but I had a hunch. So, as she made tea for me, I searched the house and lo and behold, necklace just thrown at the bottom of her purse. It was the maid. Well, congratulations, case closed. Except it was a plant. How do you figure? That was a 13 thousand dollar patty labelle pendant the woman claims it was stolen two days before she made contact with me the maid doesn't have much a small studio that she doesn't even have a toilet that she shares with her niece who wants to get into art school yeah she needed the money but if i was broke and trying to flip my boss's jewelry i wouldn't wait two days to pawn it 
let alone just keep it in my bag. She didn't know it was there. It was the client. So she is calling you because you didn't return the necklace but pawned it and gave the 13 grand to the maid so she can send her niece to art school. You really shouldn't get involved in people's personal business. No, the client is calling because I fucked her. What? She keeps calling me because apparently every new maid she hires is stealing this one piece of jewelry. Every week, another one of these new maids has run off with this damn necklace, and every time I go and get it for her, it's in the purse of the new unsuspecting maid of the week. It's because you fucked her. What are you going to do? Block her ass and ghost, and then stop looking for cases on Craigslist. Good. Then, pawn the necklace I kept for myself the last time I found it, and help Mrs. Cardenas's niece get into art school. You want to take a trip to Pawner Brothers with me? Haven't you considered that she might be calling you because she just wants that necklace back? Nah, she doesn't need it. Today we have a very special guest. We have in the studio appearance. Yes, thank you. Our boy, the coward Jason. AKA Gallo. Yes. But professionally known as Professionally. The Coward Jason. And that's the first question I got, man. What is it? The Coward Jason? Right. So like I could get Jason, but why the coward? Okay. What's so cowardly about you? So this is how it goes, right? You gotta eat it like a dick. Oh. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Alright, so this is how it goes. Um the coward Jason. Everybody knows Jason Boris. Mm hmm. Fucking who's gonna beat him, right? Freddy. Saw Freddy. <laughs> did, did he though? Did he? Well, wait. If I recall, didn't Fred? Did he? Did he do Freddy's bidding for the first half of the movie, and then they fought? Doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile, my man. He was walking away <laughs> with the head. Both of them technically. Yes, but then once you think Jason wins, what does Freddy do at the end? Fucking give you that wing, and you're like, God damn it, mm-hmm. right? So this is the thing. Jason's a good guy, right? 
Is he? He's swell. Yeah. Yes, he is. He's a good he's, guy. Well, wait, he has great. When you say Jason Voorhees, do you mean the kid who died or his mom who was no, killing no, no, the, the teenagers? Kid, the kid that died is a pussy. Yeah, I know. So oh, so you're talking about so his, talking mom. his mom? I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah, I like his mom too. <laughs> his mom is the reason why he came back to life. His mom is the reason why he is who he is. Right, right. He's a big mama's boy. I guess I am. Fuck, whatever. But Jason Voorhees, right? Straight killer, nonstop. You're not gonna. He ended up running. Which movie was that with uh, with Kelly Rowland? Um, where he did that kind of little joggy run? Was that like bit? three? Yeah, oh my it was fucking three. hell. That scared the shit out of me. But anyways, these are Voorhees, right? Straight killer. You're not going to see him, right? Um, Except if you're in space. But we don't talk about that movie. <laughs> we don't at all. I yeah. love that film. That's one of my favorites. You know, so it's like, so whatever. But, <clears throat> you know, as a creator, everybody always wants to to already established killers, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I see. Right. So I was like, okay, yeah, Jason Voorhees is cool. But the reason why I put myself the coward Jason is because no matter how good I think I am, right, or no matter how good I know I am or how much I can rip the next guy or destroy punchlines or completely eviscerate any metaphor and do all these complex, you know what I'm saying, concepts, there's always a Freddy. Well, well, no, it was just I never made an album before. Oh, I've been oh. fucking rapping since the fifth grade, right? Everybody that knows me, like around the town, around Belleville, that saw me rapping all these freestyle battles and did all these True. group sessions. I did tons of music, mm-hmm. tons, a shitload of music, but an album never came out of me mm. ever. Not even a mix. It nothing came out of it. Just singles, a bunch of little shit. So I looked at myself like, "What the fuck is you so scared about? Sit down and actually work on it." Mm-hmm. So, so that was kind of, I guess, me challenging one of them. Like, all right, yeah, you're, all right, you're, you're cool. You're comparing yourself to Jason, but you're a bitch. Okay. Uh, you don't even have an album to prove it. Will there be an it. evolution, do you think? Like yeah, you know how name? Like a, yeah. you know how Snoop Dogg went to Snoop Lion? Right, right, right. Well, it took him how many years to do that, But right? then back to Snoop Dogg. Right, right. I think, I think, you know what's funny? Because I was thinking about that, right? I was like, all right, I did this album, and I fucking feel great about it. This is my baby. This album is, it took four years to make, wow. you know? And it wasn't because of. How difficult it was is just my process like on any song actually on every song there's let's say two verses or three verses right right mm-hmm. one verse can be written five years ago oh the next verse was probably written two years ago and if there's any song on the album that has a third verse it was just written last year okay so you know what I'm saying? so in uh i want to say the song poets when you have the open mic. Everybody loves poets. Uh, Everybody loves poets. So in the case of poets, yeah. so that explains how you were able to have how you were able to workshop that verse and then record it and then later put it in. How how like how like early was that? So <clears throat> all right. So this is how poets came about. Poets, I found the beat. Okay. Absolutely fell in love with. That kind of beat where mm-hmm. they had the choppy samples along with everything. Is my kind of beat. I fucking love beats like that, right? So the moment I heard it, I said, that's album worthy. Like in the beginning when I decided I was going to do an album, I said, okay, what beats are album worthy? No, that's a cool single. Nope, that's a cool single. Nope, that's beat is trash. Nope, that's oh, that's album worthy. Hold it, right? I was doing that. So that's how I found the beat. But the moment I heard the beat, I said, the moment I heard the beat, I saw the word poets, hmm. right? So I said, okay, this has to do... With something, and it, it reminds me of a time when I used to go to the New York Cafe, and I was doing poetry every Monday, and it was a thing. And there was this one time I was with a girl up there, and I wanted to impress her, and okay. I, I only went back for her, and that was the whole thing, right? But that specific poem that I did at the end, I wrote a few years ago, 
you know, as far as there's a girl, her name was Emily. It's always for a girl. It's always mm-hmm. for a girl, right? So, especially for Jason. Jason writes a lot of songs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, whatever. I made that um, poem for this girl named Emily. And I wrote it, and I gave her some. She was ecstatic, and she loved it, and blah, blah, And then I just kind of used her reaction to it. And then we, we didn't even know each other. I gave it to a girl to give it to her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, I just super high school. On some high school shit. Super high school. I love, super I love school. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, nah, because I, nah, she, she, the moment she sees me give it to her, she's like, bro, like, I don't even know you. It's, it's, it, that's the thing. Like, if you don't know her, like, yeah. just, I don't know you. Get away from me. That's away. true. Yeah. So I gave it to another girl, blah, blah, And then she told me her reaction. She absolutely loved it. So mm. I kind of ran with that. And then I kind of fused that with my reaction to other women that I was trying to impress. And we were at the cafe, and one thing led to another. One verse came every two years. <laughs> That's it's a process, man. Yeah, poets, though. Everybody loves poets. Poets and dream. Really? Poets and dream. My favorite is... Um... Oh, uh, Cinderella. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. Because I, I, it's honestly, I like the, the punchline. It, it feels like a joke. Oh, yeah. Big and time. I love the punchline. Big time, yeah. Just, just Even great. though it's, it's real. It's like, oh, it's, yeah. It, oh, yeah. It's fucked up. Because guys go through it, sadly. Yeah. Some know about it and some don't, like I did. They didn't this is a true story? Yeah, but the story was changed for, for what do you for, mean for for dramatic, dramatic effect? Sure, yeah, sure. exactly. I didn't fucking go out with a girl for four years and then find out That's, that she was yeah. just graduating high school. I mean, do you want to know the story behind? Yeah, yeah. We, we gotta know like That's, the real what's the story. Juice? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that was fucked up, right? All right, boom. So, but the thing is, I didn't start writing that song until I was until I actually started the concept of the song mm-hmm. when I was twenty three, because at the time. This whole thing happened. I was at a place where I saw this girl and she was fucking hot and she was checking me out. So I was checking her out. Boom, boom. Long story short, we was fucking around. Mm-hmm. She was doing a lot. Right? So then she tells me, she tells me, obviously, she's 19. So I was like, okay, yeah. She looked it. She acted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sorry. Cool. Big boy, whatever. We was hanging you out. You don't really you. look into it too much. That was my issue. Like, I, that's not the first thing I asked. Oh, what's up, girl? We're talking a lot. How old are you? That's not the first thing you ask. Nah, mm-hmm. yeah. But, I mean, she didn't look like a fucking kid. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. So we hang out. We're doing a lot of things and I'm finding a lot of shady shit because I realized that her friends were very childish. <laughs> so I'm like, why do you hang out with these bitches? <laughs> we hang out and then one of her girls spills the beans. She was like, so she told me she was 19. And then one of her friends was like, they were having an argument and she said something like, bitch, you're only 17. Like something like that. Oh! Yeah. So I was like, so oh I'm driving, God. and you know, the girls are driving a bunch of high schoolers around. Yes, he, he just didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it because she was like, because me and her were hanging out, and then she was like, Oh, I need to, can you take my girl somewhere? So I said, Yeah, but then her girl was hanging out with like these two guys, whatever. So I was like, Yeah, all right, so I'll drop you off, uh-huh. whatever the fuck. And then they were having an argument. I don't even know what fucking argument they would have for her to say that. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but she was just like. Like, you know, bitch for 17 or some shit like that. And I was like, oh, she wants to sound like that. I don't want to. Like, is this girl, like, is, is, is she credible? Like, can I credit her information? Like, I don't really know her that well. But I did because. Heated argument. Usually you say the truth, you know. You know, you're right, exactly. And then plus her reaction was like, shut the fuck up. Like, and I was like, oh, man, she spilled the beans, right? So I was like, fuck. So did I'm you like, just end it with that chick? Sadly, no. Because I was like 17, what? I was like, you know what, yeah, her birthday's right around the corner, so you know what, ain't nobody gonna be caught, right? Hey, you know nothing but a number. You're right, you know what I mean? So I was like, fuck, I'll wait, I'll hold off on the fucking, now that I know, and we'll hold off, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was like, alright, so we'll hold off, right? Then, that same fucking week, oh man, 
this is terrible. Are you ready for this? So she goes, oh, my brother's, uh, my brother's, uh, at the doctor's office. Can you come with me to pick him up? I said, yeah, sure. So boom, we go to pick her, we go to pick up her brother. He's in the doctor's office. This was a fucking ghetto-ass doctor's office because he let us all in. <laughs> at the same time, right? I'm like, yo, I don't want to know all this information that's wrong with y'all. I just want to sit in the waiting room. Right, whatever. So we all go in there, and they had the same doctor. So then after he was done getting checked up, she goes, oh, she starts talking about whatever whatever medication she was on, was fucking her up, whatever. So the doctor was like, oh, really? Well, that's kind of strange. Oh, oh here. Look at your profile. Blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh. Wait, what's your last name? Oh, yeah. and she says, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. How old are you? And then she said, Keenson. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. She tried to give it to you in another language so you wouldn't pick up. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Which for all the listeners that doesn't know that is. Ginsen is 15. Oh. And so I'm sitting here looking to the left. She's on my right. I'm looking to the left talking to her brother. We're talking bullshit. Just, you know. Yeah, you do just like, like that slow like. And I, yeah. No, no, no. I'm like this. So like I'm looking to my left. She's to my right. And I can hear her conversation, right? Because I'm eavesdropping. And the moment she said Ginsen, I'm still looking at her brother. But I go. <laughs> like my jaw dropped and I covered my mouth and he looked at me like what the fuck just happened I'm like nothing just don't worry about it <laughs> and I was like no fucking way are you kidding me and that was the issue there yeah. and so then you severed it immediately oh dude I had to fucking yeah. 50, are you nuts yeah. I was 23 fucking years old Ugh. that's too much bro she had an algebra exam in the morning <laughs> which she had skipped that day no but it was terrible so after that I called the quits and I was like alright man like, you know, Were you like, hey, listen, you're fucking 15. This is no, you end. know, what? I didn't say anything. I think she knew it. Yeah, you know I mean? she fucking said it. In she had definitely it knew it. To, yeah. yeah, she said it, and I was there, and then we kind of like had a quiet ride home. So I took that, and I was like, because I know, I know, like, you know, men go through this. You know what I mean? Just like they go through going out with if if it's intentional. I know fucking you know people just go through that intentionally. Yeah, I know some dudes who are about but that. But some people don't because, yeah. like, I've heard stories where you know, like, or I've seen some guy, and I'm like, dude. You know who she is? No. Don't, 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 don't fucking do it. Are you kidding me? You don't know who she is. So it's like, everybody goes through it. So like, like there's two songs on, on the album mm-hmm. that I made purposely um, to get some reaction from. Um, uh, good or bad. Uh, so like Cinderella is one of them. There's two reactions to like Cinderella, right? From the women, right? The okay. women that won't get annoyed from it are the ones that do that. Interesting. Are the 15-year-olds that go out with the other men or blah, blah, blah right? <clears throat> but the ones that would hate it and be like, oh my God, disgusting blah, 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 are the ones that don't do that you know what I mean? right blah, blah. so that that was like a reaction i was trying to get out of everybody um and also letter to you so letter to you it sounds like okay somebody passed away uh you know you're praying for somebody or you're you know you're talking about these people that passed away that were so close to you but at the end when you start hearing all the names all the names are the people are the black people that got killed murdered by mm-hmm. police officers and were never convicted you know, except for Eric Garner, which was just fucking, what, two months ago? You know, yeah. how many, how long? You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's a fucking... Cause, like, you and these are the things. ones that you know about, too, because right, exactly. more are being killed every exactly. day. Right. So, it's like, these are the ones I made fucking headlines. Yeah. Right. So, um, they got the most likes and all that shit. So, it's like, and I didn't mention nobody's name until the end. 
So it's like, oh man, yeah, you know, I know somebody that died. Oh, this is how I feel. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, I mm-hmm. wish I could speak to them. All oh, writing a letter to them when they're in heaven. Imagine that. And then when the angel tells me, oh, you forgot to write their name, tell me their names, and I'll, I'll give them this letter. Mm-hmm. And then I start seeing the name. It's either you're like, whoa, if you know the names, like you'll right. be fucking blown away, or you get pissed the fuck off because now you're like, oh shit. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about them because that's what some people are, right? They're completely against this whole yeah. Black Lives Matter yeah. movement. So they get pissed off, like, fuck, I just like the song. And it's about, you know, black people not. <laughs> some people get mad or some people really love it. I'm pretty sure anyone who's on SoundCloud listening to rap, oh, right. Right, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, would be pro Black it. Lives. I don't yeah, think there's too many it, Trump yeah. supporters. <laughs> They got caught in the Cleveland Vice. Ninja, please. I've been hit. My God, Samson. Jake, be honest with me. (coughs) How bad is it? I'm not going to lie to you. It's bad. How bad are we talking? Nothing a good Tide to Go stick can't fix. Just uncap it, press the tip of the Tide to Go instant stain remover on the stain several times to release some of the stain remover solution. Rub the tip gently across the stain to remove it. If necessary, add more liquid and continue to rub gently. But I'm going to be okay, right? You? No, the bullet hit your spine. Suit looks great, though. Tied to go for when you dress to kill. Now available through cryptocurrency. I wish I could like put this up to a camera and be like, uh, "This is a non-visual media." Can you hear the patch? Can you? <laughs> can you feel the quality? Oh, these lollipops do not say the coward Jason. They just are normal blow pops. They're but, just you know, great blow yeah, pops. No homo, but every time, <laughs> every time I finish drinking beer, I drink a blow pop. Yeah. Every time you drink a beer, you have a blow pop. Yeah. I like that actually. What I don't know. All right, wait, wait. I, I love blue moons, but it's just I don't know. It's a you sweet want something taste sweet at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Look this at you. is drinking. You bread. did the same shit, but with pineapples. Yeah, what the fuck is you crucifying me for? So Gallo, mm. more about you, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let let the people yeah, who, know uh, who you are. The man what behind the mask. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Mm. Yeah. So so uh, tell us a little you're bit. From, so you're from Belleville, right? Born and raised. 
Jersey boy? Born in North, raised in Bubble. Okay, okay. Bubble my hometown, Jersey. You've been rapping since the fifth grade, man. Well, that happened because of uh, 2001. 9-11 happened, and um, my school was doing a poetry thing. And for some reason, everybody thought I could rap because I just knew a lot of music. Like, I just memorized a lot of songs that were, like, you know, hits and shit. So I knew a lot of lyrics, and everybody just fucking said I was a rapper. And so I thought that was my time to shine. So I was like, okay. Well, I'm going to use this, you know, this whole hype that I got going behind me, and I'm going to make a fucking banging-ass poem and do it. So I did a poem, whatever, and it was really big. Like, I'm a thing. I won the whole whatever poetry. Do you remember what it was? No, not at all. I wish I could fucking nine, keep it. 9, 11, it was, it was 11, really, 9. It was really fucking dope from <laughs> my standard as a fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Whatever, it was really dope. Um, so that's when I started Push it. When I started it. it, a lot of people, like... I don't know. Maybe you were rapping all. Maybe you you had like conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Yeah, like no. Killer Mike. At that time, no hell no. Shit. <laughs> Open so, up my third eye. No, at that time I didn't know none of that. YouTube didn't exist, so I couldn't see any of the conspiracy theories. Drop the phone. Everybody loved it, so I was like, all right, let me keep going. You know what's funny? So whoever doesn't do this when they first start rapping is a fucking liar. I started um, taking flows from other rappers. Oh, oh, of course, definitely. Yeah. Basically, almost took their whole shit. Just just changed the words a little bit. Everybody thought it was a fucking break. Mm-hmm. So I took shit from like Lloyd Banks. took shit from like Tony Ayo. Back when G when it was like the shit. Whatever I did that, yeah. I like to do that to underwear white people. That's why your enunciation is so good. <laughs> but no, that's what I did, yeah. And then, you know, I met up with a few people. They told me about flows. And I don't know. I came to fruition. It was just influenced by a lot of people. Well, so it seems like what I gathered from the album is that you have a lot of... Uh, underground open mic experience i imagine oh, yeah. that's where you started oh, yeah. testing your metal oh, yeah. you know at all these events right oh yeah because bubble i mean more into you, the microphone you, you can say whatever you want about bubble but there was a lot of rappers when i was growing up a lot there was like let's say mm-hmm. everything off the top of my head about good rappers in bubble when i was growing up now these are dudes who are, who are making their way in the underground circuit, or were these guys who are like actually you know had it on and popping, and they're really trying to push, you know, into well, like the main circuit. How many of these dudes were those dudes on the street corner going, "Yo, yo, yo check out my," you know that. that but Fetty Wap was one of those dudes too, yeah, so know, like anyone can be one of those guys. But that's the thing; it's like it's hard to explain. During that time, it wasn't like the thing is we had a lot of like like Newark um, influences, or we influence people from Newark uh-huh. as well because there was always motherfuckers from Newark coming Well, there was there. crossover. And there was, yeah, yeah, there was definitely a lot of crossover. Especially when I was growing up, there was a lot of crossover. Motherfuckers wanted to fuck with niggas from Newark, niggas wanted to fuck with us from over here because we had certain shit. Mm-hmm. And then we just kind of crossed vibes. It was like, all right, y'all got drugs? Yeah, all right, we got lyrics. So here, I'll buy this and how about you buy this? Like, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's at least how I saw it growing up. So, it was like... I'll take an ounce for 100 CDs. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, whatever. Like, that was the vibe. And it was just like... we. I don't remember anybody ever trying to sell their shit, but trying to go everywhere to show it. You so, it was, it was marketing. It wasn't... Yeah. It, was, it wasn't selling. Yeah, it was just like, after you buy a gram, it would be like, hey, yo, be sure to check out my album. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was like, I just remember we would always go to like battles and we would always go to like, or, or whatever, like a corner fucking fair or carnivals or whatever the fuck. And we would show up. All right, who won it? And we would battle and we would fucking win. And so we always won. We always won. We, always won. we had the hardest. Did your crew have like a name or anything like that? Give well, them a shout out. There was a few. I mean, it started with uh, I created a crew called Manor, 
we started rapping and then we, we I got influenced by this one dude, he goes by the name Lyrical and he told me he taught me flow, he mm-hmm. taught me bars. So that's when I kinda started constructing the shell like a little dwarf trying to fit all my bars and stuff, <laughs> like four parts you know what I mean mm-hmm. so whatever so he told me a lot about flow and blah blah and then he had a group when he was in high school because he was a lot older than me mm-hmm. and then he had a group when he was in high school called Lyrical Minorities so I was like yo I was always I always listened to this shit always 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 and I was influenced I said yo I'm gonna bring that shit back because then I started getting a crew mm-hmm. you know what I mean my manor crew so then I broke up manor and I was like yo we're gonna bring Lyrical Minorities back up and we brought Lyrical Minorities back up so when I was in high school Lyrical Minorities was popping like, we made a bunch of anthems, we made a lot of shit, and everybody loved it. We never tried to sell it, but it, that, that was, like, during MySpace, and we just put it up. It yeah. was just about putting out. It was, it. Yeah, it was about getting it out there, not yeah. about making money. Because it was weird, because, like, now it's like, all right, yeah, yeah I can rap, so I'm going to put it out there and make a million dollars off of it, and then I could do... No, yeah. like, back then, it was just like, yo, we can put it out there. You made a thing, let's put it up there. Yeah, and eventually, like, we'll get somewhere with it. I don't know, but that was the mentality. So it was like, everybody was rapping, and motherfuckers was nice. And we just wanted people to hear it, and eventually something would. There happen. was more community to it than there oh, was. Oh yeah, it was huge. but now. it was it was a lot of uh, like a lot of people say now that like the South are very good at working together rather than against each other. Like New Yorkers are always working against yeah. each other. I feel like when I was growing up doing this shit, we would try to be a community. We would always start off beefing, always, always. Whenever you meet, it's always beefing, always beefing, just because we're fucking hotheads. But. Then we would become a community because we see the people around us thinking we ain't shit. So we would become a community, but there was always the like the like like um like like a what was it called like like a friendly competition. Sure. So we always trying to one up. Each there was other. always friendly competition. Yeah. Always, always, always. Cause I mean, we would never disrespect each other, but subliminally, I was like, yo, I purposely made my verse this hot because I knew you were on it. Uh huh. So try and top that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So there was I ain't gonna be the one with the whack verse on this. But it was great, man. Bevel has some motherfucking great ass rappers. G Money, oh my god, G Money is fucking greatest. LETO, the rapper, that nigga is fucking greatest. Shit happens. But now, other people run shit, so whatever. Other than the, the community aspect of it, what was your, like, who, what big time rappers were your, like, big influences of oh, the my time? Alright, big time. Joe Budden. Okay. He taught me, um, he taught, alright, so. When you listen to like radio, right, you think, I mean, at that time, you really thought like radio, all right, we need a radio beat, we need yeah. a, we need this to come to whatever people want on the radio. And yeah, you need a radio symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he, as I'm listening to him, I'm falling in love with the shit that he's saying and how real it is and, and then realizing, fuck, this song's 10 minutes long, but it's the greatest thing I've ever heard. He taught me, if you feel like this song needs to be 10 minutes long, make it 10 minutes long. Because mm. if you feel in it, those people that feel you are going to feel it. Yeah, that's not a lot, and actually, that's a very hard number for like for rappers. Oh, actually, yeah. like like ten yeah, minutes yeah. of straight bars. Yeah. Fuck out here, Joe Bunny did that shit with ease, mm. but with pleasure. You know what I mean? So that's why he told me like, do do a song. If you feel that song needs to be seven minutes, do seven minutes. If you feel that song needs to be ten minutes, do ten minutes. So that's why, like poets. Even though I wasn't rapping throughout the whole thing, throughout the whole thing. Wow, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, but even though I do have like three ver- three verses on it, which is standard to. I grew up, I still made it extra with, you know, my boy singing, you know, the fucking, it feels like half of the song is him singing at the end, just doing his freestyle shit, and Chino Excel, Chino Excel to me is by far the greatest rapper alive, I have never heard of him, yo, Bars, you want to go for Bars, greatest rapper dead or alive, Chino XL, God, Chino XL, you ever heard Shoot Him Up, Tupac, where he's like, fuck Biggie, fuck, oh yeah, 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 there's a part where he goes, and Chino XL, 
fuck you too. Oh, like, he got a he, he, yeah. That was back when Chino wasn't really anything. That so he got a little shout out. Yeah, yeah. But yo, Chino also said, known as that guy who got shout out and either yeah, you didn't know. Exactly. exactly. But yo, I'm not either. Bars, you want to talk about Joe Biden? Um, you know, Chino looks out. Another person that's not a rapper, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim just told me to be fucking unique, yo. Mm, mm. He told me to be unique. Who gives a fuck about what you think? They're going to laugh, blah, blah, but you're going to catch that one person that absolutely loves it. And then maybe it helps them. Sure. I mean, like a few people, like, you know, after I released the album, or the first people that I sent the album to, like, certain lyrics really touched them. And it helped them out with whatever they were thinking or helped them see themselves as whatever they were, blah, blah, blah. So that's what I do. That's why I don't do fucking party music because anybody could fucking yeah, party. Yeah, there was no, Everybody there was knows. no club track mm-hmm. on no, here. Yeah. There was no like, like, like radio signal yeah. on here. Even like House of W, which House of W was kind of like the quote unquote party track, but it has to do with like your addiction to women. Like yeah. it has to uh. do with like I asked a lot of people, like you know, a lot of women they asked me, "What does W mean?" I said, "Well, what does it mean to you?" And they say, well, W, I, I, listening to the lyrics, it feels like it's the house of women. Mm-hmm. So That's okay. what I assumed. Yeah, well, to you, it's the house of women, but to me, it's a whorehouse. That's what it was. That was my experience in a whorehouse. Oh. Well, wait, is that based off of your true experience yeah. in a whorehouse? Yeah, it was, yeah. Whoa. Well, now I need to now know, need to know. the backstory to this. <laughs> Listen to the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It was, just, it was just my first experience. I think I was like 17 years old. And Where was this? Was. It was in San Diego. I mean, like, picture. I listened to the lyrics of House of W, right? Really and you're, you're hearing it from a man. Mm-hmm. But picture that coming from a 17-year-old boy. Hmm. Yeah, that's how the 17-year-old boy felt. Ah. It was overwhelming. It was, he wants to leave, but he can't because there's fucking women enticing him to come in deeper. Deeper. Yo, yeah. we got more women. We got more mm-hmm. popping women. Like, banging. You know what I mean? When the money's not on you... So as far as beats go, are you a producer? Or do you produce all of your own stuff? Do you, is it a little 50-50? You take some, you make some. What's what's the deal? So when you're a rapper, you have to rely on other people to make your beats for you. You have to rely on other people to make your beats for you, right? You have to rely on somebody to record you. Sure. Right? And you have to rely on somebody uh, to mix you. Mm. That's a lot of money, right? <laughs> yeah. Boom. But whatever, it doesn't matter how you make your money. Shit will happen. So after a while, you would meet a friend that says, yeah, I'm going to do it for you, blah, blah, and then a lot of shit gets done, and then it doesn't finish. So that's when it stood up, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to learn this shit myself, so I don't have to rely on, rely on nobody. So that's when I went to school. I went to school. I learned all this shit. Um, then I started interning and learned from geniuses. When you look at the album, the album cover has four heads on it. Yep. The two on the left are master engineers in the industry. Master engineers. One of them gave me all the software that I needed to record. Wow. The other one gave me all the books and all the knowledge that I needed to know. Oh, cool. Right, to make me the man that I am. And then the two females on the left, one is also an engineer, but she inspired me because she was, I don't, she was never on my level because she was way ahead of me mm-hmm. when I came in, when I started interning. She was already ahead of me. But it was just like seeing, like, yo, anybody, like, just somebody, you know, like me that went to high school, regular high school from a small town, blah, blah, can make it here in New York and meet people and understand. Like, she was way advanced than I was, but I was like, yo, I can do that too. Because she was always fucking inspiring. Like, yo, if you could do it, I'm like, yeah, I can do it too. She was always inspiring. She was always telling me, yeah, you could do it. 
And then the other one was that um, she didn't want to engineer, but she wants to produce. And she was producing for, you know, and now she's producing for some big time people. And, you know, she's moving ahead. And she inspired me too because she shared me with her ideas of how to produce, how to make a beat. You need to do this, you need to do that. Oh, my beats are fucking basic. So, you know what I mean? All these people are fucking influencing, right? So, why'd so, you kill him? Well, that's that's what Jason does, right? That's how he shows his love. Like, yeah. if, I, if I love you, I'm going to do this for you. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I'm out, you. <laughs> come, come and watch this. Let me take your head and bring you over here so you can watch this. So Shout out to, to Wolf Art for making me. Yo, Wolf. Thank you, Wolf. Yo, Wolf got me. He understood me. You know what's funny? None of them none of them knew that they were on the house. Oh, really? Oh. That, that was a big surprise, too. They were like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why did you just kill me? And if you go on the SoundCloud, you can see how they all die. It's so funny. But, uh, yeah. What are we talking Oh, so you make your own beats. Oh, oh, right, right, Um, yeah, I do. For fun. I mean, I make my, I know how. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, and I have the talent to do so, but that's not my passion. I'm not in it to make beats and mm -hmm. become a famous producer and make beats for fucking 50 Cent, make beats for fucking Kanye West and make beer and I'm not into that. It's cool, though. Um, you do it more as a necessity for, you know, what, to do what you really want to do. It's not, I, I really don't even know why I do it for, like, to be honest. Really? Is it like, just fun? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's why. Like, if I ever need to just release some creativity other than writing, I'll just do it. Mm -hmm. You know, some beats I make are trash. Some, some beats I make are really fucking good. I have some beats that are really fucking amazing that I will never touch just because they're so good. You know? And some are trash. Like, I answer, uh, um, like what I said, uh, my homegirl on the cover, she's on the right side, and she, she does a, a beat battle every year for three years straight. Oh, wow. And I've entered in all of them. I never won none of them. But I don't expect to. Mm -hmm. And every single time I go up there, I tell them, they're like, oh, do you expect to win? I'm like, hell no. I'm just doing this for fun. They're like, what the fuck? They're like, so why are you here? I'm like, so I can challenge motherfuckers. Because if I ever beat somebody, they need to shake the fuck up. Because mm -hmm. I'm producer third, second. I'm producer third, engineer second, and rapper first. Mm. So if I fucking beat you, you need to shake the fuck up. I'm here to shake some feathers. You know what I mean? Damn. Yeah, so whatever. So I, I do it for fun. But like House of W, I made on the flute. It just happened to be really good. And another beat that I made on the album was uh, um, What I Chose Part 2. Actually, real quick, I want to talk about, um, yeah. you have three kind of musical interludes. Oh, no, so two interludes and one intro. Yeah. Uh, it's not something that you see in a lot of uh, rap albums anymore, is the, the intro, uh -huh. first and foremost. And mm -hmm. second is the two musical interludes. Uh, so what, like, tell me where that came from. Oh, freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Pure uh, freedom. Freedom, like uh, all these people are assigned to all these different things, and they don't have the freedom to do what they really want to do. The only people that have freedom are like, let's say, like Drake. He has sure. freedom to do whatever the fuck he wants, and he chooses he to be whack. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, but uh, he's gonna sell. Yeah. So, sure. so he, you know, so his label is gonna say, do whatever the fuck you want. You know, like uh, apparently they gave him all this money for a music video, and he did whatever the fuck he wanted, which was give it away. Like when you have that power, you can do whatever the fuck you want. He's always gonna sell. He's always gonna sell. Even if the shit's black, he's always gonna sell. So he always has the freedom to do whatever the fuck he wants. That's why, like, that's why his albums are controversial. He made that one album, which was all for bitches. Like, it's like everybody's controversial, but it's sold. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what we think. He's got millions right. of dollars. Yeah, I'll get Rick on his ass. All right, and you think Kanye West? You combine. Yeah, I did a fucking podcast on him. All of his albums sound different. Yes, because he has the freedom to do so, and he's a fucking creator. And they all sound fucking different. You know what I'm saying? So that's why like, I had the freedom to do so because I made it myself. You know what I mean? Sure. That's why all these rappers that are paid to um, paid to deliver what they're expected, then they have to hit after hit after hit. 
girl song after girl song after girl song, radio song after radio song after radio song. I don't. This is my baby. This album is my baby. You know what I mean? This is my treasure. So when you walk into this album, you're walking to me. Sure. Those that know me will be like, yo, that's so down. That's so fucking down. Those that don't, be like, yo, who is this guy? Because mm-hmm. he sounds really amazing. So <clears throat> you opened up your album with that Joe Button quote. Yeah, because I think it's complete. I get it. I get why he said it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that? Um, your first album is the easiest to make because you had your entire life to make it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Right? You, whatever you're trying to write, you because because your whole entire life at 27 years old, even though it took me four years, five years, 27, you you had fucking 27 years of experience to pull on, yeah. put together. Right? I get that. But when you're a creator like I am, you're very picky on what you want to do. I mean, you're very selective on what you want to do, and it's just you don't want to put everything out there. I mean, and it's just hard to put anything out there, so it's just, I don't know. Well, it's also, if you think about it, it's also maybe the easiest, but it takes you the longest. It took you 27 years, realistically, to put this album together. I don't know how he does it. He's been been working on this since birth, man, since conception. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all the experiences you've had since then up to now. Your first beat was your mom's heartbeat. (laughs) Fact, you're right. And then after that, if you drop a second album, you've had, you know... Yeah. X amount of years. I'm already working first. on the second. That's really? Yeah, oh. Because I, I kind of had, I mean, this album was finished for a while. Mm. You know, this album was finished for a while. So there's just, more coming. It was just a problem. Oh, yeah. What? This right. album was finished for a while. It was just a thing of putting it out because I had all those plans of doing the show and doing right. stuff. But things didn't work out the way I wanted to. So boom. But I mean, right now, I mean, like, I, I have five songs, five solid songs I want on the next album. Now that I actually have an album out, not so much a coward anymore. You I could just put, I could, I could put, yeah, I'm just doing it right. So I could just put out singles and blah, bullshit, whatever, fuck. But like this album, I wouldn't mind taking another four years on it. Just sure. so it could be as perfect. Mm. I want to say that um, I, I, I like the album a lot. It <clears> feels <throat> very spoken word, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Watsky. Um, he's another, he's a, do you remember that YouTube video from like, I don't know, like six years ago, that was it was called like White Boy Raps Real Fast. <laughs> I, I feel like I've seen White Boys Rap Real Fast, but I'm not no, sure. No, it's called that. It's the first like YouTube video that was just like titled that that went really viral for like I, I want to say it was like six years ago. Anyway, this this guy he was just like a spoken word guy. He did like slam poetry stuff. Wait, does he have a list? Kind of. Okay, yeah, I know you're going. So, Watsky... Has, yeah, Watsky, yes, I know yeah, Watsky, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, it felt He's very... He's a beast. Yo, he can rap, He's a beast. but I really like his spoken word stuff. Like, uh-huh. his... He has a couple songs on a few of his, like, in Cardboard Boxes, uh, the the album that he dropped, like, two years ago. Okay. He's got, like, some, some like... Fucking raps, and then he's got like the word, like the, didn't the he do, slower spoken word stuff. Didn't he do um, that? Um, what was it? Uh, where like famous characters would rap against each other? They did famous. No, epic rap. You think of epic, epic rap? Yeah, yeah. He was on epic rap. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was right. on a couple characters. Okay, he yeah. was Shakespeare. He did a, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I, it reminded me like a lot of the songs reminded me of like his spoken word ones, okay. where the beats are a little bit slower. Uh. And the words are more impactful. Mm. And weirdly enough, I, I got I got a, like a Macklemore vibe from some of them because Macklemore also has Macklemore. he has those like he's got the like the the because I feel like he rap has the freedom too. Yes, just, yeah. 
Because he's not on any label. No, he doesn't right. give a shit. He's I like, I'm going to do do this myself. Yeah. Some of the songs, especially, I even wrote it down where I was like, you know, um, Dream. Dream really reminds me of, of like a Macklemore song. Mm-hmm. Like not not the party ones, obviously. All right. But like the the heavier ones. Yeah. That I, I really liked it. I had, a, I had a good time listening to the album. Yeah, I, I didn't even tell you what my favorite track is, man. What's that? My favorite song in the whole thing, I can tell you for sure, is Battle. Really? Oh, yes, because <laughs> I, I, as you know, as I, I told you earlier, my favorite rapper is Doom. Um, so I like dudes, I, I can just listen to niggas spit for hours. That's all I really want to hear whenever I, I throw on a rap album. I just want to hear someone spit. Poets and Dream the most. I've been getting a lot of feedback on Poets and Dream. But, um, I was going to say, according to my notes, Poets is my second favorite. Right. Yeah. But, you but, said battle. but battle is my absolute. Like I said, I just I like dudes I do like who just who just spit. And yeah, you like, know what's funny? Because like I like I said, growing up, that's what it was. You mm-hmm. needed the fucking hardest bars. Yes, you needed the hardest bars in order to be anything. So that was that. That's what it was going through middle school and high school. It was just bars, 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 and. All right, growing up, everybody needs to hear bars, but I also have this big fan base that you know wants my penis. So it's like, yeah, what, what's the <laughs> give closest, it to him? What's the closest thing I can give to him? Lyrical penis. your penis? Lyrical no, penis. your actual penis. You just give him. <laughs> so it's like, all right, lyri- I'll give him lyrical penis. So that's what I did. Um, so that was like my big thing. Is that okay? If that rename this episode lyrical penis. Lyrical penis. It's oh, yeah, yeah. Lyrical penis. I love it. Lyrical penis by Jason Scrabble. Hey, hey, hey! That's gonna be in, that's gonna be a single. On the next Lyr- one, yeah, Lyrical yeah, Penis yeah. for the ladies. Exactly. Fine, yeah. that's the whole title. Lyrical Penis and then like <laughs> semicolon for the ladies. I love it. So yeah, so I really just put Battle up there literally just because of like paying homage. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, like, it like, does have the harder beats. Yeah, like the... that's where I came from. It, it's from rapping, it's, you know, hard, it's bars, it's making it flow. So I was like, all right, I need to put it on because that's what I was doing. Tell, tell the folks at home where they can listen yeah, to your man. stuff. Yeah, man. Plug yourself, man. You got any shows coming up? You got any... Hey man, I'm doing me. I'm doing me. Wherever I show up, I show up. Right. You catch me. You catch He's me. in the wind. Yeah, if you don't. But what's, lucky, what's your circuit? Lucky enough to find him. But what's your circuit? What if someone wanted to the approximation of your location? If someone wants to be like, yo, this coward Jason dude is the shit. The coward Jason. Just look up the coward Jason. The coward Jason. Whatever you listen to, whatever the fucking uh, streaming website you do to, to release your fucking music, the coward Jason's right there. All right, yeah. there we go, guys. That. The Coward Jason. Find yeah, his... Also in your girl's Ooh. Ooh. That's how you find his album. You gotta go through your girl's phone. Uh, <laughs> that's not a lie. Uh, she heard it first.
no one else. This here's my dream, and I'm glad to see you're all here sleeping with me. You're all around sleeping with me, but it's time to wake up. Superior rapper without words or sounds. It's Jason the Coward is just a noun. 